Hey there, who wants to be more blessed? I do. This is the Something to Bless podcast. And on this show, we are going to talk all things faith, mindset, and behaviors. If I'm speaking your language, stick around. If we want to be more blessed, we got to give God something to work with. And I'm going to help you to do just that. Let's get into it. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back. It's Barbara Gian at barbaragian.com. And we have a good show today. But before we jump in, I have a couple of announcements. So the first one is our sponsor is brought to you by the Today I Am Grateful Gratitude Journal. This is a 90-day journal. It has space for you every day to write out what you're grateful for in that day and for things to come, as well as affirmations, quotes, journal prompts throughout. It's an amazing way to practice that gratitude muscle in less than five minutes a day. And it also makes the perfect gift, especially if you have a team or a group that you lead and want to just extend or show your own gratitude it makes a great gift. So you can find the link for that in the show notes and you can find it on Amazon. Second, enrollment is open for the Total Reset Bootcamp. So I introduced it to you last week and I forgot to mention something important. So if you sign up by August 5th, you're going to receive a free bonus welcome kit. And that includes any affirmation card deck of your choice, along with the Today I Am Grateful Gratitude Journal. But you have to sign up by August 5th. We want to make a decision now. Did you hear me snap? So uh, the Total Reset Bootcamp. 30 days, get in community, get accountability. Let's line up and line out your goals. Let's work together to reach your goals. Let's support each other. I was listening to, well, at church today, my pastor was emphasizing the importance of groups. And anybody who's been in a community before of any sort, you know and appreciate the value of getting coaching or mentorship or support in this way. It's the best way to really grow and become. So I encourage anybody who's just has any sort of desire at any level to just grow or step into that next level, figure out kind of more about your purpose, get some clarity around that. Or you have some goals, some things that you want to achieve, want to get done, but you on your own just have not done it either out of lack of motivation, support, guidance, whatever this is the place to be. And it's just going to give you a taste. Uh, but it's you're going to get out so much um, from this. So the link is in the show notes. Also, you can go on barbaragain.com and then find the total reset link to find more. All right, let's dive in. So this has come up for me recently. And it's really been on my heart. And I've been thinking about the impact the lifelong impact that our lives as parents have on our children, even if they are adults. When it comes to kids, I just know that we can do so much better by them and really help them to live their own happy and healthy lives just by the way that we live ours. So when I was growing up, I actually did have to worry about my parents slightly in different ways and it wasn't fun. I can't tell you how many times I worried about my mom when she would go out for the night 
And I would either wake up in the middle of the night or the next morning and realize she hadn't come home yet. And I always had the most awful, ugly feeling. I was filled with dread and worry, wondering if she was even alive. And back then we didn't have cell phones. So I just had to wait and it was horrible. And it happened so many times. And then later on, I worried about her health because I knew that she drank every day. And I also knew without knowing, well, there were a couple of times where I saw proof, but over the years uh, that she used drugs and that made me worry about just her life. And it was always this combination of worry and anger with her because she did lead a life that I knew was not healthy or even sadly happy. And I would get really mad um, when she had certain friends around, you know, when you're in that lifestyle, in that world, you keep company with people who are doing the same thing. And unfortunately, these are not, I don't know, the most stand up people. So yes, so I always had a mixture of anger and worry for her and for the life that she led. And at that time, I didn't have the capacity to understand addiction. Uh, But I was a kid, I shouldn't have had to, no matter what. Um, But she was my mom, and I wanted things to be very different for her than what they were. And another thing is she never had a job. She depended fully on the government. And I know she wanted to work, she wanted to have that confidence and uh, some skills to be able to do that, but she never did. So she never put herself out there and and her addiction really, really held her back from living a life that she was created for. And to this day, that's just something that breaks my heart. And it's honestly one of the reasons why I am going all out in my life because I almost feel like I need to live the life that she never had the chance to. And she passed away when she was only 54. And I'm not too far off from that. So I just have this internal drive and determination to do so much, uh, almost for her sake. It's I know she's not here to see it or to to know about it. But I, I know she's here in spirit. I just, I have to, it's something I have to do. And then there's my dad. And I worried all of my childhood about his drinking. And I knew he struggled. He had gone into several uh, long-term rehabs. And I remember, I have memories of my siblings and I going to visit him over the years. And then he would go brief periods without drinking, but he never really stuck with anything long enough to make a difference. And one time, I must have been around 10, I was waiting for him to wake up. And it was getting later in the morning. I think it must have been close to noon because it was pretty late. And I started to wonder why he was sleeping in so late because that wasn't normal for him. So I went to his room, knocked on the door. And when I didn't get a response, I walked away and you know let it be. And I came in back and did that a few more times. And finally, I just started to really worry. And so I opened the door and went in and he was laying on his bed and he was not responding to my my calling him calling his name and so then i got really close to him and i started almost shouting for him to wake up and i started pushing on his chest 
getting more and more desperate by the second because he wasn't responding. And then I just full out panicked and I ran out screaming to whoever was there that he wasn't waking up and we had to call the ambulance and they came and thankfully he did start to respond after a little bit and and he was okay. But that was super scary for me. And as the years went on, I worried more and more because I knew what could happen. And then in his later years, my dad just really didn't live his life. He never left home. He had the same routine every day. He wasn't married. He just didn't do anything. And I thought over COVID when every day was the same, it actually made me think about my dad and thinking like, this was my dad's life. And that made me so, and it makes me so sad. And over the years when he was still alive, knowing that this was his life, it made me feel sad, but also really guilty because I was about an hour away raising my kids, living my life. And I did visit him regularly here and there. And I I know it meant a lot to him when any of his kids around, he always took so much pride in all of us, especially when we were all together, or at least the majority of us during the holidays. We were very loyal to him on the holidays. We were always with him every single holiday. Uh, But I can't help but feel so much sadness that at the end of his life, I really believe that he turned back to drinking out of loneliness and boredom. And that just, that pain goes really deep for me thinking about that. But I think about the life that my parents led. And although I know they never meant us any harm, there was so much about their choices that did lead directly to pain and trauma for all of us growing up and has lasted, unfortunately, into adulthood for some of us. And I realize at one, you know, once you're old enough or an adult, especially you have choices to make about how you live your life and the choices that you make. And you're responsible for that. So I don't want to blame them for that. But I'm just saying that their parenting and their lifestyle, not parent. Yeah, I guess it was parenting. But their lifestyle really led to a lot of pain. And now that I'm a mom myself, I just look at everything so differently. And I think to myself that I never want to cause my kids any amount of harm or trauma. And I know that by taking really good care of myself, I'm automatically giving them one of the best gifts that I possibly can. I'm showing them or doing my best to show them what good choices look like. And I'm allowing them to fully enjoy their lives without having to worry about me, feel sad or sorry for me or any of that. I want to be here for them, healthy, strong, successful, happy, all of it. And I know that there are parents who put a lot on their kids at every age with how they live their lives, whether that's intentional or not. I just feel that a lot more consideration could be made when it comes to our kids. And the thing is, most of the time we look at our kids and we think they're fine. On the outside, our kids will put up a show just because. And it's funny growing up, sometimes having conversations with some of my siblings and everybody remembers things a little differently and was impacted differently. 
And there were times where we were split up and we were in different places. And so we did have, we actually did have different experiences. But even in those times where we were all together in the same household, we will all still remember things differently and be impacted differently. So, but what I wonder is, okay, you can't hide your struggles or pain from your kids and you shouldn't. I think it's important for kids to have some sort of awareness of what's going on, depending on their age, along with some reassurance if things aren't going so well. But really, there are so many opportunities for parents to be open about some of the things that might be going on. And by doing so, giving our kids space and the opportunity to share how they're feeling or what what they're thinking about. It's kind of like built-in therapy, and it's desperately needed in my humble opinion. Oh, I forgot to mention, darn it, I am attaching, uh, there will be a link in the show notes, a free digital file, conversation cards, um, uh, starter prompts to use to have conversations with your kids. I think I think this will help because it can be really tough to start or have conversations that kind of open up the space for what we're talking about here. So I have these cards, uh, just click the link and you will get yours for free. And I just want to say that even those of us like myself, who feel like we've done a really good job so far, we're human and we make mistakes and we have said and done things that have impacted our kids and maybe things that they are holding on to for years if we don't give them the opportunity to talk about it. So I know that uh, my oldest listens to these shows. So Gabby, hit me up. Let's talk. And um, nobody's immune. We're not perfect and we never will be, but we can do our very best by having these conversations and just being aware My thought is that there are a lot of parents avoiding real issues and instead turning to unhealthy behaviors that totally affect their lives and then eventually their children's lives. If we have issues with drinking or drugs, our kids are, and I don't think this is news to you, but our kids are at such a higher risk for following the same path. If we have terrible eating and health habits, our kids are probably going to have the same. And I can almost guarantee that certain illnesses will follow that. If we have mental illness, bad relationships, low self-image, limiting beliefs, no connection to our faith, live in poverty, just to name a few, then how can our kids possibly not be affected by these things and follow the same patterns And I honestly feel like I am so blessed to have escaped the life that statistically I should have had just based on my upbringing. And I now worry about some of my family members. And let me just say there is a lot of work that I pray gets done for the sake of our kids. It's painful to watch and see things unfold that are unnecessary and unacceptable. And so I, I just pray. 
it sort of makes me think of the beach ball analogy. So you know how you have the beach ball when you try to push it underwater, but it just keeps popping back up to the surface. And if you push it down long enough or hard enough, it just shoots up with a greater force. And that's what scares me, that all of this repressing and avoiding and ignoring downplaying, minimizing the details of our life and pretending it's just all bad and eventually blows up in ways that it never should. Exciting topic, right? I know, but something to think about for sure when it comes to how our lives directly impact our kids' lives at every age and stage. So we want to be healthy happy, and most of all, honest, because the truth is hard, but it is very, very necessary. All right, that is all I have for you guys today. I will see you here again next week. Until then, be a blessing and be blessed. Hold up, wait a minute. If you are ready to go from confusion and uncertainty to clarity and confidence, then you just might be the perfect fit for my mentorship. Learn more about my transformational coaching program by heading over to barbaraguian.com and book your free call today. Nothing changes if nothing changes, people. See you over there.